0: Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Bus Stop Podcast. I'm Eric Wesley, your host, and today we park the bus to focus on Women's History Month, which takes place throughout the month of March. In today's podcast, we are going to focus on work-life balance for women in the workplace. The Institute for Gender and the Economy, which is a part of the University of Toronto, defines work-life balance. As the ability to, of a worker to balance the time allocated for work with the time allocated for other parts of their life, such as leisure activities, family, volunteering, healthcare, social gatherings, and much more. Now, these various demands on time can often come into conflict such that people feel they are unable to attend to all of their responsibilities. In research done recently by the Institute for Gender and the Economy, they found that in every country around the world, women, even full-time working women, spend more time on average on household responsibilities than men do. A 2016 Statistics Canada report found that women still do 50% more unpaid work at home than men and that women reported being less satisfied with their work-life balance research shows that gender norms contribute not only to greater expectations of women at home but also have an impact on their ability to take advantage of family-friendly policies at work well joining me to dive into this topic are lourdes brown our director of marketing for greyhound lourdes welcome to the podcast
1: thank you eric i feel so grateful that uh, you've invited me to this really important discussion. So I appreciate being part of the conversation.
0: Well, we are glad to have you. This is your first time on the podcast, correct?
1: It has, it is my first time. I've, I've been asking you to get me on, but uh, I'm glad you finally decided that this would be a good topic.
0: Well, I'm, well, I'm <laughs> glad we could get you on here. It's been far too long. So I'm glad we we finally got you on the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Andrea Butler is also with us today. She's the Senior Regional HR Manager for the Southern and Western Regions. Andrea, welcome back to the podcast.
2: Thank you, Eric. I am super excited about this topic because it is very close to my heart.
0: Okay. So gonna okay. Be back. We're going to hear what you ladies have to say about work-life balance and how it's all working for you. And Lourdes, we'll be, begin today's conversation with you by having you tell us about your role here at Greyhound and how long you've been with the company.
1: Sure. Um, I've been with Greyhound a little over three years now. Um, It's uh, gone very fast, of course, this last couple of years with so much happening around the pandemic, Um, but a little over three years. um, As director of marketing, I oversee all of our brand efforts. I also oversee our paid media across different channels our pr um, and crisis management and our corporate social responsibility efforts
0: sounds good sounds like you're a very busy lady when it comes to all of that
1: yeah it's a sometimes it's a little bit like ping pong throughout the day but <laughs> it makes those three years go by fast the days go by fast um and it's never a dull moment but um uh, that's okay uh, that's what i signed up for
0: such is the life at greyhound now um, when you go home at the end of that busy day, what does that scenario look like for you?
1: Yeah. um, you know, it's it's interesting because I think certainly at greyhound, um and I think in in my field of marketing, um in general, as I think about uh, my uh, decades of career in this space, it's certainly an always on um career and again, no different um, in the transportation space. Uh, However, I have been um, fortunate to be able to have a family. Um, I have two kids um, at home and uh, a husband that we've been together for a very long time. Um, And then I also have um, hobbies and and passions outside of my work and family um, that sometimes takes um, some time in the evening um, for me to to get to, so I think the the day does end up being um, fairly long, with um, all the things that are important to me, um, but they they're things that I enjoy, and so it's a busy day, but uh, but I'm certainly uh, enjoying uh, those things that keep me busy.
0: Good. We'll get into uh, hear a little bit, how you balance all that out. So, uh, but before that, Andrea, you've been on the podcast with us before, yes, uh, sir. but since then your role with the company has changed. So why don't you tell us about what you're doing now for Greyhound? And then also let us know what home life entails when you close things down after a day of taking care of Greyhound business.
2: Okay um sure uh, so um i am actually now the um i was the um, employee relations, labor and employee relations manager in um, in the labor department um, and in august of 2021 i was um, promoted into the role of senior regional hr manager so um my role i cover everything um every location from um, in operations for Georgia, um, Georgia, Florida, all the way around to Cal, the bottom of the United States to California, Portland, Seattle, Idaho, Nevada. Um, so I have um, quite a big area. Um, so it's very challenging. Um, definitely a lot of um, a lot of work. Um, because we're as you know, most people have heard. Um, it's hard to hire right now. So, um, so that takes a ton of my day. Um, so at the end of the day, you know, thankfully, you know, I guess good things and bad things came out of COVID. Um, so I have been able to work from home for the majority of the time. Um, I was going into the office a couple of days a week. Uh, now I've actually started, um, I I've been working from home again, but I'll start to go back to the office on the 15th of, of March, um, just two days a week. So, um, my work-life balance is a little different now than it would have been, you know, maybe two years ago, uh, because at the end of the day, I, um, you know, I, I close my computer. I don't have to drive anywhere and I can go make my dinner or spend time with my husband or, um, so I, I think that's kind of been a little bit of the benefit from COVID. Um, so, but, you know, when I go to the office two days a week, it's a little bit more challenging because, you know, I leave the office, I've got to come home and I'm going to tell you fighting traffic, it cuts into your work-life balance. I have learned that. <laughs> Not fun. Um, <laughs> uh, um, so, you know, that, that you know, 20 minute drive to my house ends up being 45 minutes to an hour. So, uh, so it is a little different. Um, I do have to make myself stop sometimes at the end of the day. Um, you know, to say, okay, you know, it's five, six, you know, six thirty, you know, whatever time it may be. I've got to, okay, I'm done for the day. Um, so it's kind of, you know, kind of where I am right now with that.
0: Good work
2: life balance.
0: Before I ask you both how you manage that, um, how you manage the work life balance, let me ask you, did did how did COVID impact your work life balance, especially if you know, working from home and everybody at home at one point in time during the COVID? Uh, pandemic. How did that impact you? Uh, Andrea, let's start with you first.
2: Well, for me, I think it gave me more time um, throughout the day. So, um, and when I say that, I say, you know, I didn't have to get up in the morning, get dressed, get out the door, drive in traffic downtown, um, you know, 45 minutes to an hour, depending on how Dallas traffic is. Um, to go to work and then I didn't have to spend that time coming home. So I feel like it gave me more work time. I get up, I can start my work day. Um, and when I'm done, I'm done. And then I can move on to something else rather than the, um, you know, oh gosh, now I've got to go sit in traffic for an hour. By the time I get home, it's going to be seven o'clock and then I've got to, you know, worry about what are we going to eat for dinner or, (laughs) um, so I think in that aspect, it kind of helped. Because it did give me more time back in my day, I feel like, where I didn't spend in, um, you know, traveling to and from my work location. Um, you know, luckily my daughter's older, so I didn't have small kids with COVID. Thank God, my daughter graduated from high school right when COVID ended. So, um, at first it was kind of a balance trying to help her um, finish her schoolwork and things like that. But after that, you know, once she graduated, it was, you know, it was pretty simple.
0: Okay. And Lourdes, how about you and your uh, situation during COVID? Did How did that impact you and your family?
1: Uh, it's interesting because I think there was a couple of things that became very clear um, because of the pandemic. Uh, one is it certainly removed some non-essentials. Uh, non-essentials being, in this case, uh, those things that um, – needed to be there to get to the essential, like driving, right? So is driving really essential to to doing the work? Um, I think uh, COVID proved that, it. no, it's not. <laughs> you can do the work without driving. So I think um, the pandemic certainly removed uh, some of those non-essential elements. Um, it also, uh, for us personally, for me personally, but I think it resonates uh, with a lot of people, is that it enabled the ability to reassess um, how we spent our time and the energy, where the energy was focused, Um, and then to think about, okay, well, we can no longer do these things at the height of of the pandemic, Um, but once we move into recovery, do do I want to continue to do these things? Do I want to continue to give my energy to X? So it, you know, it really en- enabled just a reassessment of where we spend our time and where our energy goes. And then I would say the the last thing that is very unique to my family, but again, not necessarily to um, to all, you know, to all people, is that. Um, yeah, we I've never been in a situation where I got to work from home with my husband or that I got to work from home with my husband and our kids did school remotely.
0: Right. Um
1: and and really had never conceived that being possible. Certainly um homeschooling has been around for years. Uh, but for my family, um, I would have never conceived that to be to be possible. So essentially, I really, you. I really enjoyed um, the time that we that we we got to be together. Of course, you know, in the house, everyone was doing their thing, but the fact that we were physically kind of in the same house was actually really nice.
0: Did, did it, either of you find it difficult uh, to start and stop when, when work started and when it stopped, or did those lines ever get blurred for you?
2: Oh yes, <laughs> yeah. You know, yes, I think. Goodness. Yeah. Go, no. Go ahead, Lourdes.
1: I think it does, however, because we have kids and they need us. My kids are a bit older; they're uh, in their in their teens, but they still need us, right? And so you know, sometimes we're forced to stop because we've got to feed somebody. <laughs> we have to feed other people. And so that's actually helpful um, that that we have triggers that help us to somewhat set those boundaries that are important, whether that's our kids or, or nightly commitments, other commitments that we have um, after work hours that we've got to get to. And so I think having boundaries um, could could be actually positive triggers um, for you to kind of turn it off uh, at least for a bit. Again, uh, like like many of us at Greyhound, it feels like an always on type role, and and that's okay. Um, but it's I think it's still important to have some boundaries, and it's helpful when there's triggers like other commitments, like family that help you to set those boundaries and and hopefully to keep to it.
0: Andrea, what you were going to say uh, Um, on your end?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's, you know, um, those lines for me, you know, they do get blurred. I mean, so I have, so for me, it's kind of, uh, I think a different, maybe a little different because I have, I, I have locations in all four time zones, so um, somebody in California may need me at 7 o'clock at night, but it's only 5 o'clock there, so sometimes I have to turn off my work brain when I get an email at 7 o'clock at night and say, okay, it's 7 o'clock here, I understand it's 5 o'clock there, um, but if it's an emergency or if it's something they may need right now or they have somebody in front of them or they have something that you know needs to be done, um, sometimes, you know, those lines do, those lines do get blurred because, you know, I do have to consciously think that, you know, at five o'clock here, it's only three o'clock in California or four o'clock in Phoenix or, you know, so sometimes, um, you know, just the separation of, uh, of that, um, is sometimes difficult, but, um, yeah, just sometimes, you know, turning off that work brain to say, okay, I think I've done enough for today i started at seven o'clock because it's eight o'clock in atlanta so uh, (laughs) uh, yeah but i I think that's you know that that for me is my biggest challenge when it comes to kind of the lines being blurred
0: what do you have any uh methods that you use to try to help you with that i don't know if you set a timer or on the clock or do you do anything to help kind of navigate your way through that
2: um so the only thing that I've really kind of learned to do is, you know, when it gets close to the end of the day, um, I, I I try to, um, you know, look at, you know, what I've gotten from, you know, the location in the East Coast that may be, you know, getting close to their quitting time or, you know, somebody in the you know, in, in the West coast who may, it'll may be only three o'clock or four o'clock um, to say, okay, is there something I need to do? Um, no, I haven't really set a timer. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of my last few months has been a lot of learning and a lot of developing into this role. So, um, so for me, the extra time, and again, you know, my daughter's older again, and my husband, he works, you know, a ton of hours because, you know, he's just, he loves to work. So, For me, a lot of times my, you know, I I can work and I can say, okay, well, I can do a couple more things. I could do a couple more things. So I think I might need to kind of learn how to focus on, you know, okay, it's the end of the day. I've got to stop. You know, what does that mean? I send an email to my West Coast folks to say, hey, you know, I'm about to be done for the end of the day. You know, do you need me? Um, You know, those kinds of things. But I haven't, I don't have anything right now that I've just, you know, done to just say, okay, it's time for a hard stop at five o'clock or six o'clock.
0: Okay, and and Lourdes, how about for you in the ping pong world, as you called it, of, of marketing, where it seems to be going back and forth at, I guess, uh, sometimes a rapid pace. Um, how do you manage that that balance between the work and home?
1: You know, I think having a schedule, one, and so I think it's 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 physically scheduling the the daily tasks whether that's um, you know, a, a meeting at work or, again, a meeting after work for another commitment, but um, putting it on a calendar so that it's helpful for me to uh, look in advance what my week looks like and then certainly day by day what, what that looks like in the form of a schedule um, because uh, really I think it's it's just continuous prioritization. It's it's really prioritizing um, what uh, what I need to do um, on a weekly basis, and and then reprioritize if needed uh, day over day, but uh, do so by putting it on a calendar um, and then and really committing to the time that is spent on any one particular topic. Um, I, I think that. I, I do think that takes practice and discipline. Um, but I, um, I subscribe to that. (laughs) I subscribe to, okay, we have an hour for this discussion. Here's what we want to get out of this discussion. Um, let's, let's do that. Um, because, you know, we all have so much going on. Uh, so I think having it on a, on a schedule and, uh, continuous prioritization of all the various tasks is, is critical.
0: Are you able to do you do that same priority, prioritization with uh, when it, with your family as well? Scheduling different things does that help on that on that side of it also?
1: Yes, it actually does, and and really it it does. So um, dinner with the family is important. Um, outings with the family is scheduled, but even movie night with the family is scheduled. Now, granted, that is not necessarily on my calendar but we've we've got a plan, we've made a date. Um, And so even scheduling the time with my family, of course, again, not all of that is on a calendar or timed per se, but it is is consciously blocked off. Um, Not to say that um, I'm not accessible during those more um, kind of free times, um, but they are planned they are planned. And so um, again, I think it's important. And of course, in in my life at our stage, that we are intentional uh, about how we spend how we spend our time and energy. Uh, So yeah.
0: So I found came across a website that lists uh, top five things you can do to improve work life balance. And uh, number one is prioritize your time and it says prioritize me time mm-hmm. um, take time for yourselves do you do the two of you do that do you prioritize your me time yes <laughs> realize-
2: <laughs> i'm definitely working on that absolutely
0: <laughs> lord is that was a uh, that was a yes hard for- yes <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah and
1: you know uh, eric and Andrea, i always have even before having children i i do i do um, subscribe to that as well. I think me time is is just critical because outside of that, we're we're easily and constantly pulled um against somebody else's time, right? Somebody else is asking for our time. Somebody else needs something of us. And so as individuals, you know, I think it's important to also um schedule time for yourself. Um, and i'll I'll tell you for me, um a lot of that is before 7 a.m. <laughs> so uh that me time would be really early in the morning, primarily. Um now, now you say
0: before th- seven, how early before seven? Five o'clock, six it, o'clock,
1: it, four o'clock? Be- oh goodness, no, it's between 5:30 <laughs> and 7 a.m. is is my me time. Um, and then of course a, a couple hours on, on the weekends, but even on the weekdays. You know, before for work um, on, a, on a daily basis, I have I have me time. And again, it's typically super early in the morning. Um, but fortunately, I'm a morning person. So that that hasn't been such a struggle for mm-hmm. me. Um, but yeah, I've got that, too. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, the second thing this this list says is to try to find a job you love, which I know you both are in the job that you love, so. <laughs> Um, but it does talk about you know switching teams or taking online classes and, and things of that nature to to help you with uh, work life balance. Uh, the third thing they mentioned is set boundaries. Uh, Lordis, you mentioned this. Do not disturb at certain times of the day. Uh, quitting time means quitting time. Uh, go into home mode. Create a workspace, and uh, or, or keep your Uh, tech space separate such as your devices your phones your tablets and things of that nature any thoughts on that one
1: yeah i think a big part of that is also particularly when you're part of a team or you're involved in something that could be always on like pr and crisis management right i mean it's hard to um uh, to those types of incidences uh are or they spur up at any moment's notice. And so you almost always have to be um, on um, for, for for PR and crisis management. So I think part of that is communication, which means in those times that I'm not available, um, that I, you know I might be at church, for example, then um, it's communicating with my team on, um listen, I'm going to be completely out of pocket during this window Um, and so you know they know at least that um, I'm not reachable and somebody else will pick it up Um, but I also think another part of that is uh, the ability to decipher what requires my immediate attention right so speaking about your phone you know as we all know the phone has made it very easy to be accessible twenty four seven. It's very easy to send somebody a text. Um, and so that's okay. But you know I've got to be able to decipher, does this require my immediate attention now? I need to respond to it now, or can I get to it at a later time? Um and so that's part of um setting boundaries uh, but you've got to do that for yourself right it's very easy for somebody to send you a text when you're on vacation um but uh, you've got to be able to decipher whether or not it's something that you need to get to immediately to respond to immediately um or
0: uh or can it can it wait mm-hmm. yeah yeah i think a, a lot of times you have to decide ahead of time yeah. to say hey at certain times i'm not going to answer this text um, I'll get to it after whatever time period, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. as long as there's not like an emergency. So, mm-hmm.
2: yeah, so one, one thing that I did is, um, I, so if, if, if I'm busy or I put myself on do not disturb and I get a phone call, um, you know, sometimes I'll just text back and say, you know, um, I'll, I'll call you back in, you know, in an hour or, you know, I can't, I, um, I, I don't have, you know, I don't have the time right now, but I'll get back to you. Um, something kind of short so that I, so that they know that I'm not, you know, just pushing them off, but to kind of set that look, I'm on a do not disturb. I can't talk to you about this right now, but I promise I'll get back to you. Um, I kind of made a rule where, you know, I, I try to get back to people at, you know, within a certain time frame. And um, so usually, you know, if, if you call me in the evening times, I'll say, okay, well, you know, give me 12 hours, I'll, I'll get back to you. You know within, what do they say? Like the 24 hour rule. So i get back to you within 24 hours. So I've kind of had to start to set those boundaries where, um, you know, I, am letting people know I'm not just ignoring them, but you know, I'm in the middle of something and I can't talk with them right now. Um, I, you know, kind of like Laura said, I think that is important. Um, but it's, um, but it's a learned trait. I mean, something is, it's, you do have to be intentional and conscious about it because, you know, um, I, I'm the helpful person, I'm the one, you know, the HR manager, I need an answer right now. <laughs> so, uh, so being intentional is, is very, it is it, a difficult, but, um, but I think, yeah, learning it and then learning from each other, you know, what are your best practices, you know, call Lourdes, hey, how do you, you know, how do you, how are you intentional through the day? So, you know, maybe even helping each other through it, um, you know, maybe a good practice.
0: Sounds good. Um... Number four they have is take time out. And when they say that, they mean take those vacation days, personal Mm -hmm. days, uh, sick days. Do you all do that? Do you take your vacation days or do you have a a number of them left at the end of the the year that you didn't use? Uh, Lourdes?
1: Yeah, there's so much research now. Again, I think uh, because of the pandemic around... Wellness, well-being, mental well-being, and and part of achieving some sense of well-being is taking time to step away, uh, taking time for vacation. Um, And I'll have to admit, um, that's still a practice for me. I do take vacation, physically. Physically, (laughs) I'm out, but uh, not always mentally out. and, And frankly, not always. Um, not accepting meetings. I, I'm often uh, responding to work related things during my vacation. So it's a practice. Um, but i I do, but I'm conscious of it. Um, I do want to practice really being away um, and and taking that time, that time out, because it, um, I do believe that it's important to recalibrate. Um, to stay um, focused, clear-minded, um for our emotional well-being as well. Um, there's so many benefits to taking that time for yourself, to stepping away for some time. Um, but I think it's a practice. and and I think that it it helps. When the culture of your of the company that you work for um, also uh, values that, right? There's also values and respects um, the need for people to to step away and to be out and to take vacation. Mm-hmm. And What I mean by that is, you know, when your employees are on vacation, to do your best not to interrupt that time, recognizing that they're going to come back ready re-energized um so it's it's a bit of a i think both you as an individual which again for me it's a practice which i have not mastered but i'm working towards uh but also it helps when uh, your company also values uh time away
0: and andrea do you do you use your vacation days
2: so i do uh that is one thing that i do do I do use my vacation days. I try to be conscious of you know when I need when when I'm getting a burnout. <laughs> um, so uh, when when I'm starting to really feel like I need some time, um, which you know I <clears throat> we're getting close to the end of the time you know taking our vacation and um, you know I, I kind of you know I looked and I was like wow you know I've been it's been a while you know I think the last vacation I took was the few days I took um, you know around. Uh, maybe October, so it's getting close to the point where I was like, well, you know, I think I could use some time off, so I actually put in for a couple of days, a Friday and a Monday, I said, "We'll just give myself a long weekend, um, but, you know, I, I think that, you know, <clears throat> we are in a 24-hour a day, 365 days a year, seven days a week company, so um, I think, you know, it's a little more challenging for, um, and I'm on the operations side, and I do see the difference now being an HR manager than when I was in labor relations. Cause sometimes it was a little easier to shut my brain off, um, being in the different positions. So, um, you know, from the, from the labor side, it's, you know, mainly it was, you know, Monday through Friday, every once in a while you get a call on the weekend. Well, now I'm dealing with, you know, people who are working, you know, you know, seven days a week, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, weekends, holidays, it doesn't matter. So, um, so yeah, I think it's um, it's a little more challenging now to make sure that you know I take the phone calls I need to make, I take or um, or, or you know making sure that I have a backup if somebody needs something to go to one of the other HR managers. I say having hey, to be out of the office if somebody needs something, you know, can they contact you? Uh, making sure that I do have that backup so that I'm I I can take the time to mentally recoup myself. Um, because this is a challenging business. And um, I tell everybody probably a million times, it's not like any other business that I've probably any of us have ever worked in before, unless you've, you know, been in this industry maybe. Um, but it, it but is a little more difficult to turn your brain off when when you are in this type of you know, 24 hour day, seven day week, 365 day a year business. So yeah.
0: Well, kind of segueing into that, the, I'll say the last thing that they mentioned is to ask for help. So when you're feeling overwhelmed or you you know work-life balance is getting tough this list does mentioning ask for help Uh, but i want to segue because both of you mentioned um you know having a company that understands uh having a company help you work through these these times with work-life balance do you believe companies just companies in general uh, could do more to help with work-life balance for employees andrea
2: um, I, I believe that we could. I mean, I believe that you know when you know, kind of as a Lord you know said, is you know managers and 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 management being very conscious and aware that, you know, hey, somebody is out, so maybe you know I don't need to ask them for this right now, or is there someone else I can get to do this while they're out? or and I understand that there are sometimes things that are very pressing and things that they you just can't help. Um, But again, being being conscious and aware that um, somebody does need time to mentally separate themselves from from work as opposed to their family life. Um, Home life is so important. Um, And, you know, when it's all said and done, if God forbid, Greyhound was never, you know, was not around anymore, which, you know, thank God probably won't happen. But. but you know if, if for some reason it wasn't we you know we still need to make sure that we we have that connection with our family so i think just being aware that people do need their time um, being aware that you know i think the more understanding and em- empathetic we are as a company to people using and needing their vacation um because i feel like when you give people time off they come back refreshed and sometimes when we're so beat down, we don't perform to the best of our abilities. So for giving people time off and we're giving them that what they need to mentally be there and be present, I, I think we could get more out of our people. Um, just making sure that, you know, we're taking care of them the way they take care of us.
0: Right. Right. Uh, Lourdes, any thoughts on, on what companies can do to uh, help with the work life balance?
1: Yes, I I have a lot of thought on that, Eric. Um, You know, I think for me, it's that we need to understand that we are people first. We are multifaceted people. Um, And that life is fluid for all of us as people. In other words, I'm not just an employee, um, but I'm a person and my life, like your life, is fluid. So what calls my attention, where I what requires my time and where my energy goes, is, is fluid. And I think it's a mindset change. Certainly, there's a lot of discussion about work-life balance. And I, you know, really, I don't know that I, I that definition of work-life balance is, is one that I subscribe to. For me, it's really about um, focusing on achievement and enjoyment. And that scale of achievement and enjoyment can shift um just based on where what what requires my attention. But if we all um, agree that the people that are coming into the office, not not literally working from home, we're people. We're people with uh, multifaceted, um, we're people that are living very fluid lives, but we, as people, um, we can agree that we're all looking for achievement and enjoyment. So the question becomes, uh, for me, not so much about how can I, as an employer, help you find a more work-life balance, But how can I help you um, find that sense of achievement and enjoyment?
0: Sounds good. This has been a great conversation with both of you today. Uh, That is going to do it for us all today. Uh, Andrea and Lourdes, once again, thank you both for this uh, very informative conversation that we've been able to have today.
2: Yeah, thank you. And I learned a lot from you today, Lourdes. Thank you. Oh, likewise. Likewise. I always love to, um, you know, this is
1: again, a topic that we, um, all, um, struggle with that we're all practicing through. So it's, um, I always enjoy kind of getting some tips from others of, you know, you look like you're just rocking this. What's your secret?
2: (laughs) Yes. Yes thank you so much eric
0: thank thank you, you both thank you both and ladies and gentlemen we always want to thank you for taking time out to listen to the podcast and as this closes us out for today but be sure to tune in for future episodes of the bus stop podcast and until then always remember you are greyhound be safe be stellar